Professor Dumbledore has granted me permission to start this little dueling club. And with that, welcome to the dueling club, learning one spell at a time. Hello, hello, and welcome to the dueling club. I'm Jen. I'm Al. We're here. Yours. Oh, yeah. So how are you? I'm good. How are you? Awesome. Nice. Yeah. I mean, we're still going through stuff, you know, but we're life is good. Such is the human condition. Such is the human condition. But we close on our house soon. <gasps> 13 days. Or 13 days. No, 12. 12. Okay. Because it's... Okay. So as we're recording this, it is Sunday, the 4th. So in twelve days, nine sixteen, the the fiance and I close on our house. Isn't that crazy? Like, isn't that just insane? A bit. Like, I'm a I'm an an adult adult. Like, I'm gonna have a mortgage. Yeah. Ew. A little bit, but you know what? When you're an adult, actually, mm-hmm. mortgage is like nice. It's like a. It's like, oh, I feel a little frisky. <laughs> I go, I don't, I can't do that. Gotta pay my mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, and I also got a promotion that I wasn't actively trying to get. Yes. They were just like, you, you're the thing. And I'm like, I'm the thing? You're the thing that we need. Okay. Here's no, well, kinda. Nice. And they're like, "Here, take some extra monies." And I'm like, "Are you sure?" And they're like, "Yeah." And here's a new title. Are you sure? Yeah. Way, how rude was that? It's like the Human Torch, Invisible Woman, Mister Fantastic, and the thing. Right. So mean. They couldn't have come up with a better name. The Boulder. Did you know actually that there is a comic? Where he's actually immortal now because of his transformation. And he outlives all of them. And right before he like passes he's not immortal, but he's like his aging slows. Well yeah, because your how can your souls break down if they're rocks? Exactly. So two thousand years later, after everyone has passed, even though like great, 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 you know, like yeah. they're just done. He's just sitting there and is like, I wish I had spent more time with them. Don't, didn't I just I know, say to I not know. make me sad? I'm sorry. I, it just like, came to my brain. Like, we just had this conversation. It came to my brain. Okay. And then Reed Richards is seeing that. He, like, went into the future, and it's, like, invisible, and is seeing that. Yeah. And goes back to the present and drops, like, the experiment he's doing. He's like, it doesn't matter. I can just save this and do this later. Saves everything, leaves, finds the thing. His name is Ben, I think. Yes. And throws him a beer and sits down on the couch with him and watches like a football game or something yes and it was like wow that's like you know it's it's nice yeah moral of the story spend time with your loved ones now while you still can anyway we're gonna move on now (laughs) um yeah so i told our sister about buying the house and she was excited and our i think our nephew was even more excited because he realized that he might be able to sleep over. <gasps> oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. He's so excited. He's so cute. He came over um, earlier when I was talking to mom and he was like, Dear Jennifer, dear Jennifer, I'm so excited for your house. 
I was like, yo, you saw pictures? He's like, yeah, I saw the pictures. It's so pretty. It's so nice. And I was like, oh, thank you. He's like, I can't wait. I can't wait to see it in person. And I was like, oh. The thing is, is that he is a child, but he is a level 10 manipulator. Yeah. As most children are, but not to that degree. Most children are like a level 6, 7. He's a 10. As a former pre-K teacher Mm -hmm. and someone who worked in a mental health facility with children uh, all the way from 5 to 17, Mm -hmm. incorrect. Most children are level 10 manipulators. I don't know. I don't know. Most most children are up there. there. Some are smarter than others. Some have practiced the manipulation longer than others. Mm -hmm. But all kids. I'm going to say all kids level 9 to 10 manipulators. Beautiful, wonderful kids. Not saying they don't have hearts of gold. Some of them are fantastically wonderful. Some of them are wonderful. (laughs) Some of them are are children. They Um, exist. (laughs) They exist. All of them are manipulators. Every single one of them. It's true. You know I'm right. True. And we had to pause. We had food with our mom. Delicious. Yes. Uh, and we were just talking. We got back up to my little office area and we were talking about... I had mentioned how it was weird that there had to be an article explaining who Morgoth is to people who are watching the Lord of the Rings show. Uh, because it's like, when I watch something, I like to like look... I like to actually look into it. Like, like, like I meant we talked about Game of Thrones as well, and I was like, "Oh, I want to know who Aegon Targaryen is." So I look it up and then learn about Old Valyria and how, like, all that stuff about like from the books and whatnot. And uh, you know, people who people going into watching a sequel series or even if it's a prequel series, but it comes in after base material, and not understanding anything, and they're just like lost the entire first episode. Like, why do that? I don't understand. <clears throat> because as you said in the beginning of the conversation, <clears throat> some shows should be able to stand on their own without you knowing anything else. However, as we've discussed before we started pre- before we pressed record again, so which is why we pressed record. Um, there's things like crossovers. There's things that branch off of other things that if you don't watch the original series, for example, Grey's Anatomy, if you don't watch Grey's Anatomy and then you start watching Private Practice, you're like, who cares about Addison Forbes Montgomery? Who cares about that character? Why do we care about that character? Because she used to be married to Derek Shepard. Who is Derek Shepard? One of the main characters in Grey's Anatomy. Yes. You so kind of need to know these things. So I did preface everything with a show should be able to stand on its own. But the thing is, is like, that's ideal. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is, like, you can't spend the first episode, the entire thing, doing, like, a who's who. Because that that becomes telling instead of showing. But if you show without enough telling, people don't understand. Yeah, it's one of the, the, I guess, pitfalls of having something be a sequel or a prequel. People need to know at least a little bit of what's happening when they go in. And unfortunately, we have a lot of people nowadays who don't want to do the extra legwork or don't think about it. There are certain shows I watch, like The Challenge, 
It's just people doing crazy stuff to earn money. Like, and there's always a little bit of drama because you put a bunch of people living in one house together. Like, it happens. That's what in, I watch. In the world and road rules back in the day. Oh, well, and that's my what the goodness. the challenge all stars. They have all those old people on it. Oh my god, I love it. Okay. So much fun, but like that's something you don't have to know anything else about, yeah. because it's people just randomly competing against each other, and then they act crazy and drama ensues. Well, to be fair, like I said, to be fair to you before before we start recording, like. Unless you have you do what I do, which is like you watch something and look more into it online, you're still not you're not going to know who Morgoth is if you watch the original Lord of the Rings series because he's never mentioned. But Morgoth is the master of Sauron. He's like the actual big bad of yeah. the universe. And don't pay attention to that. That was just his ice machine making ice. So, so, uh, and the crossover thing that you mentioned. This is why I was telling you to record. Hate crossovers. I'm not a huge fan of crossovers either, but I understand. Excuse me, ice machine. All right, ice machine, chill. Um, I understand the idea of trying to capitalize off of something that is already doing well to make people have to watch the other thing. And I get that, but like, so I like Chicago MD. It's on Netflix. Right? Yeah, they have. Um, Chicago Fire and Chicago like Police or something, and they're all interconnected, aren't they? Oh yeah, they're, they're, so they they had one like a uh, crossover event where it started with one where it was like this guy who used to work at this lab is, stole research and is now on the run. So police, yes, and then uh, you know they 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 found him and then he set fire to this building <sighs> and escaped again. What? Now we're on fire, and then people from. Both places are hurt because he, like, shot someone when he left the lab. And then the people from the fire So they're all injured, in Chicago MD. And now they're all in Chicago MD. And then he turns up in Chicago MD. So it all ends up wrapping up, you know, it closes off that storyline. I'm like, no. Well, do you remember? I'm not watching two other shows. I don't care about them. I'm going to date myself real quick with oh, this no. one. That's what happened with Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel. Yeah, but Angel Buffy was a spinoff. Angel was a spinoff of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Angel was great. Buffy was great. There were times when you had to watch them, and they were on the same channel, one right after the other. Like it was Buffy first, and then it was Angel. So that was great. When there were crossover events, it made sense because it was one right after the other. Like it just, you just kept watching, and you just, it was good. But that was the beginning of what I feel was this whole crossover thing where shows were interconnected and they're like, if you want the rest of the story, you have to watch the next show. But can I be honest with you, though? Yeah. I think the level of programming of the show itself that was Buffy and Angel. Except for the last season of Buffy and like the last couple of episodes of Angel. Anyway, go ahead. They were better. Yes. They were, like, they were in the same vein, Mm -hmm. but distinctly different. Yes. I'm sorry. The last season of Buffy was trash. And the last, I'm going to even go so far as to say only the last episode of Angel, utter trash. The way it, like, 
I'm not even going to say anything because it annoys me that much. Trash. Do you want to hear a funny story about Buffy and Angel? Sure. Amber Spike? Yes. Okay. When he was first introduced... James Marston? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, When he was first introduced on Buffy... He was supposed to be a minor character and disappear. Yes. But the fans loved him so much that the the studio forced... I forget what his name is right now. Oh, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Firefly, the dude who made that stuff. Him. I forget right now. Uh, He... Joss Whedon. Thank you. He... Literally grabbed James Marston by his like like leather jacket when they're gonna film, mm-hmm. pushed him against the wall and was like, "I wouldn't have you here if it were my decision. I hate you. People should also hate you, and I don't know why they love you." Because he was the first anti-hero. I know, but it was it was amazing because Joss Whedon, um, when he writes something. He applies the characteristics for the character to the actor. Yeah. So he was just like, you're the bad guy, so I hate you because you're the bad guy. And that's why he treated him so poorly. Yeah. No, that makes sense to me. He brought back so much. And then, (laughs) and then, and then he moved over to Angel Mm -hmm. and like, oh no, no, no. I, mm. I don't remember what happened because I I, I was like too young slash I wasn't into those shows when they they were coming out. Shut your face. Shut your face. Because you just made me feel super old. Did you watch the show Johnny Test on Cartoon Network? Yeah. It's a good show. Never mind. I can't use that as an example. It was good though. It was. Okay. Anyway. I can so, think of other examples, but let's not date ourselves. Um, we already did. Guys, ugh. I'm 40. Stop. I'm sorry. It's true. You just committed a hate crime against yourself. I did. I did. Bad me. Bad me. Anyway. You know what else is a hate crime? What? What's happening in the wizarding world now that we're in Harry Potter and what is it? The Half-Blood Prince. You forgot the book that we were on. Yeah, because it's a new one. We're starting a new book today, guys. Maybe, at this point. No, we are. The first chapter is kind of... <laughs> the, no, the first chapter is a good setup. Cause oh, no, no, it's I, a great setup. Yeah. It's very like... Um, it's a lot of plan. It's a lot of tell. It's a lot... It's all tell. So much tell. Yeah, but it's all necessary because it it's necessary. So the, thing, the cool thing for me when I first read it is... We're, we're going to get into it over here very shortly. It's not yes. a spoiler. And plus, we already told yeah. you guys. This is... We are in spoiler territory from now on. Like, we can't keep things secret. It We can try as much as we can. But there's too much intermingling. And... all The gloves are off. So... It's Mostly. mentioned in the Harry Potter universe that the reason why muggles don't really <laughs> notice magic is because they're just like... um. Like, they turn a blind eye to it subconsciously or something, almost. Yes. Like, you know, oh, uh, they don't notice much, do they? Said uh, Stan Shunpike, right? Yes. Um, I believe it was Stan Shunpike. Yes. Um, it's one of those things where it's, it's been very odd to me. Well, okay. So- I like to think I'm observant. If I saw someone win- wave a little stick and then things start to fly around, I'd be like... Wow, I noticed that. But 
if you think about it, okay, so let's go back to the Quidditch World Cup. They created all of these anti-muggle things that if somebody noticed something weird and started walking towards that, they would all of a sudden remember an appointment they had to go to. They would all of a sudden have to, you know. So listen, Mm -hmm. so I actually read something online the other day that was like, that's great for like muggles, straight up muggles. What if it's a young muggle born? Or a young squib. They can't do magic, but they can recognize it. Yeah. So what if they're not looking for it? They just stumble upon it because they're not, they're not blinded by the muggle inability to see magical things. They're not looking for magical things either. It just happens upon them because they're part of the world. Also, I still really, really stick onto the thing that Newt's commander said in Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them where there are subtle differences between muggle and like wizard slash witch physiology. Yeah. Well it's also super interesting because the the Mertlap bite to humans is like almost like an, uh, a reaction to something that they're allergic to. Mm-hmm. Plus if it's really bad the fire out of their anus. Ha <laughs> ha <That's- laughs> um, but when you dilute or even, maybe it's concentrate, the essence of Mertlap. Yeah. Um, and it becomes like like that, that liquid, that little, that, that salve almost. Yeah. And you can apply it to a wound and it heals them. Like, that's a vast difference, I think, mm-hmm. between physiology. Well, and the fact that, that wizards, as long as they're not trying to do something to abnormally lengthen or shorten their lives... They tend to live longer than the average human being. Most wizards and witches live to be over a hundred years old, whereas most regular, you know, muggles or nomadges, depending no. on where you're from, um, tend to don't say no. It's part I, of the the thing. I will be the weird one. Anyway, so they tend to live maybe maybe up to a hundred if you're an exceptional case. Yeah. So I think that it, yes, there might be a a genetic difference, like some sort of genetic difference between muggles and non-muggles. Um, but again, I'm okay with the explanation of muggles don't see things they don't want to. There are studies on inattentional blindness where people don't notice things right in front of them as they're happening. Um, you know, the whole monkey or bear going into the view of a thing while people are playing basketball and you're supposed to count the number of bas- of passes between certain people <laughs> and nobody notices the bear in a clown costume walking in and around and out <laughs> because they're not paying attention. How many times have you yeah, watched... I know, right? I I did the the whole, there's a bear there. Like, nobody's noticing the bear. And when I was asked, so how many passes happened? I'm like, I don't know. I was distracted by the bear. (laughs) And people were like, there was a bear? (laughs) Oh. But there there was a, what would you do? Where they had somebody, they did an inattentional blindness thing. Mm -hmm. Where they had people walking through a campus and like it would be you talking to somebody and in between you and the person you're talking to somebody walks by with a pane of of like mirror 
and behind the mirror you get switched out with some other guy who doesn't look like you isn't even dressed like you but then the mirror would go away this new person is sitting is standing there talking to the other person and the other person doesn't even realize they're talking to somebody new sounds like impossible to me because like when i'm talking to someone i know sounds kind of weird but like i i just like examine their face yes but again you're saying it seems impossible to you because that's not who you are most people would don't notice and it's not even that you would think that most people wouldn't notice you can actually see most people not notice we did um when i was in undergrad for the however many time we did an experiment with inattentional blindness where we had people um we had people watch a little video and we asked them to count the number of times that they saw an x in in the corners all of them missed the things that were happening in the middle every single person that we had as part of our study missed the things that were happening in the middle and it wasn't like a tiny little thing it was like a flashing whatever in the yeah. middle it was like a little something doing a cartwheel in the middle because they were all focusing on the corners yeah um like i was saying yes um, i always wondered like if like, like so we know also that the wizarding society in europe for the most part uh, underlies like normal society because yes. they want to be sort of apart but also apart you know what I mean yes um, a part yes. and then apart yes yes um, so <laughs> you're sweet <laughs> why do you so high when you sleep bless you you start here and they go whoa hello <laughs> see bless you again okay Sometimes my sneezes are super cute and adorable, like that one where you're like, oh, okay. And other times they sound like my face exploded. So there's there's no in-between. It's either that cute, high-pitched, or even a little softer, like that's where it is, or my face exploded. Nice. God. Um, I always wondered if, like, the, like, the magical minister, ma the minister of magic... Uh, would ever have to like sort of run anything by the actual prime minister or president of whatever country. Yes, they do. Because uh, it happened in this chapter. I was literally saying before this chapter, I wondered oh. if. Okay. Thank you, though. You're welcome. Anyway, like I was saying. Sorry, I was about to sneeze when you said that I wonder if. Yes. So I always had wondered before this chapter, like I okay. said. If they had to run it by the normal prime minister or president of whatever country, like it, like a specific example, we are bringing dra foreign dragons into the country. Just oh, and a sphinx. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, excuse me, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, so that that's what this chapter was good at. But again, it felt too like it felt too bulleted. It was like, you know. Here is the prime minister. Bad things are happening. Uh, not bad things just yet. Things are happening. Oh, bad. And then more things, and then more things, and then they get worse and worse. Yeah. And it's like every visit from Fudge to him just gets progressively worse. Yeah. Until he's like, 
bro, the world is like, ending. Are so. you okay? <laughs> and he's just like, no. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Okay, so with that, let's actually get into the chapter. In a sec. Oh my gosh, why? I was gonna. T- I want the thing I wanted to tell you. Before okay, we so tell me, tell me, tell me. Okay, in the Harry Potter game, in the in the Hogwarts Legacy game, no one called Harry Potter. Because there, there are no several way. Harry Potter games, but go ahead. Two things. There are Weasleys in the game. Oh, I've met Bill Weasley, and nice. he's my friend. Nice. Yes. Um, the... and he's talking about Charlie coming to school. Okay, we just made the same face. <laughs> okay, um... We're not related or anything. Right. Uh, the oldest Weasley that we are aware of, per their family tree, is Septimus Weasley. Mm-hmm. Who is, like, Ron's great-great-great-grandfather or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and his whole thing is he is the one who actually started the Weasley line of, like, we're pureblood, but we're not better than anyone else thing. I like it. He fought the person who actually published the book that had the pureblood family houses. Mm-hmm. And, like, obviously included the Weasley family in it. But he was just like, why was there a need for such a publication in the first place? Why does yes. it matter? Who are you Who who are you to be the authority on who's pureblood and who's not? And he actually fought, like, like they had, like, a fight about yeah, it. Yeah, I like it. Um, his, and that, that doesn't go super far. Um, because the book, the, the game takes place in 18, I think, from what I recall, 1887-ish or something like that. I know that because uh, apparently the date was released when the game takes place the exact year, and it's 12 years before Newt's Commander is born. Okay. So someone who wants to do that math can figure that one out. Someone who um, wants to, a.k.a. me? Yes. Um, so we're, uh, it's been... Vaguely confirmed that there's going to be a Weasley or two in the game. And. His full name is Newton Artemis Fido Scamander. That is a sick middle name, minus the Fido part. Yeah, I don't like Artemis the Fido part. He was born in 1987, February 24th, 1887. My bad. 1897. I got. I was slightly dyslexic so for a second. Yeah. That's when the game takes place. Um, That's crazy. His Newton Artemis Fido Scamander. And 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 and. Mm-hmm. It is someone's uh, theory. This is a random thing. I was reading a bunch of stuff and watching okay. videos and stuff. Listen here, Ice Machine. Um, it wants that- to be accredited voice actor. Yes, that there is a side quest, or it might be part of the main story, mm-hmm. in the game that we find and raise Fox and give him to Dumbledore. Okay. So, in Hogwarts Mysteries, mm-hmm. yes. I um, so I, I was playing for a while, and then I stopped, and then I went to go play again, and they're like, you have to set up a whole new account. Yes. I'm like, oh, cool. So... I am currently towards the end of year two. Um, I am the new chaser for the Ravenclaw team. Yes. And I have a a Niffler. Okay. I have a, I'll tell you right now. I have a Porlock. Yes. Who's a little... 
um, UK guardian, like horse guardian thing. He's so cute. And when I bond with him, he goes like this. He wiggles. Okay. It's so cute. And I have a fairy. How is that connected to what I was saying? Because you said, oh, yeah, in Hogwarts. Because I have to, no, because I have to raise, I have to feed these oh, yeah, things yeah. and take yeah. care of them. So. Hagrid wants me to get a cat or a Neasel so that Fang can be okay with them because right now Fang is scared of Mrs. Norris. Okay. Oh. And Fang's a baby. Um, um. So I thought that that was funny. That's why I had to mention it. The, yes, yes. The last point. The last point. The last point. I almost yeah. forgot. Okay. Newt's mom might be in the game uh, because she, as a profession, ended up raising um, hippogriffs, which okay. is why Newt loves magical beasts because he grew up around, know, hippogriffs. around hippogriffs and like seeing his mother care for them and stuff. He's like, wow, that's amazing. I love animals too now, apparently, uh, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, she might be in her, like, final years in Hogwarts when you, like, get there. She might graduate. Bec- and uh, you might interact with her. Okay. Because one of the main... Ca- because they, they had a workshop for uh, Avalanche Games, which is the people who are making the, the Hogwarts Legacy game. Okay. And they show cutscene and how cutscene was made. And there's dialogue that they included, which I don't know why, but yay. Okay. Um, earlier in the game story... The main character, your main character, befriends a hippogriff called Highwind. Okay. And the cutscene they were showing is Highwind being captured and you trying to free him. And it's he's like a pure white hippogriff. And if you watch the, the first trailer of the game, you as the main character are riding a white hippogriff. I like it. And so you free him and he becomes your mount. But how do you think you get him? How do you think you meet him? This is true. Maybe it's from someone who in the future decides to start raising and like breeding and raising hippogriffs? Maybe. But speaking of the future. Yes. Let's go fast forward to I'm sorry. this. I was excited. I know. I get a and hippogriff we can... friend named Highwind. What a great name for a hippogriff. Hey, I'm friends with some with some interesting people in Hogwarts Mysteries right now. I'm friends with this one chick. Her name is is Kiara, I think. Huh? She's a werewolf. Nice. Yes. Did you know that? And I met Remus Lupin. How? Because she knows Remus Lupin. And she's getting... So, I'm sorry if this is a spoiler for anyone who isn't there. I'm sure you're already there. But And if you're not there, you're probably not going to get there. Because, like, it's been out for a while. Yeah. So, she gets... Snape loves her. I don't know why, but Snape has his students that he really likes. She's a super wonderful, caring character who actually works in, like... Who helps in the infirmary and wants to be a magical doctor, essentially. Yes. A healer. So, Snape makes her her wolf's bane potion... That's sweet. And he gives it to her every month. But because she wasn't readily able to get it for a while, 
she ended up having to disappear into the shrieking shack for yes. a while. Yeah. We've already talked about this. One time where she was in the shrieking shack, she ran into Lupin as a werewolf. Was, oh, I guess it makes sense that he's still using the shrieking shack because it's like one of those like Okay, he's not a student anymore. The Whomping Willow is there. Nobody's going to go through the Whomping Willow to get it, there. It's yeah. just a safe place, basically, yes. for him to transform and spend a night. Yeah. Okay. So she meets him that way. And, like, for a few months, they're just, every every full moon, they're cool, whatever. And your character, my character, had to figure out what was happening because there were rumors that there was a werewolf in the Forbidden Forest. And that the reason there was the rumor going on is because this girl got attacked. And Kiara was so worried that it was her. But it... Or you don't know. She's worried because, you know, oh, there's a werewolf. You find out she's worried because she thinks it was her. But if she's taking her wolf's being potion, why would she be worried that it's her? Because that keeps you conscious of everything that's yeah, happening. Yeah, yeah. She was giving her potion to Remus Lupin. Because there was a shortage in some of the ingredients that he that he was trying to get to make yeah. it himself. And there was a shortage. But, of course, because Snape's is the potion master, he has all of the ingredients yeah, needed. Yeah. So she was giving it to him. That's so sweet. Mm-hmm. That's actually so... That's actually a command. Yeah. Continue. And then he's he realizes that that's what's happening. And he's like, okay. Like, because you talk to him and, and, you know, you meet him and all that stuff. And he's like, okay, Kara, that was really sweet of you and I appreciate it. But that means that now I have to go. Because I need you to be able to take this so that you can be the kind of witch you want to be. Yeah. And then he hands you some or you hand her something back that she had dropped the night before when she ran away and it's a picture that he that lupin had given her as a reminder that even in the darkest of moments everything will turn out okay the sun will still rise oh my god tell me it was the marauder i'm gonna cry it was a picture taken by his friend sirius black (laughs) and you get it Kiara gives it to you to keep because she's now your friend. I love Sirius. I know you do. He's your favorite character. Yeah. So, yeah. It's I know because... a werewolf and I met Lupin. So hear me out. And I'm friends with Bill. <clears throat> Lupin, okay. This is a quick, I'm going to do quick because we have to talk about the chapter. Yes. Okay. So Sirius Black, like some people were like, oh, he wasn't in the story enough. Uh, yes, he was. He wasn't in the movies enough, so I understand why people who watch the movie, only the movies are like, oh, well, you know, that kind of sucks. Like, here, this is someone close. And it's just like, in the books, the loss of Sirius is, like, monumental to Harry because it felt like losing his dad all over again. Yes. Because he was the closest tie to his dad that still lived, and he had to watch him die. Yeah. Who he relied on for, like, three years. Yeah. Well, two years. Two and a half years. Uh, two years and some change. Um, <clears throat> like, that, that like, hurt a lot. And the thing is, is that I knew that Sirius was, like, a good person. Mm-hmm. Because he never, ever once told Harry that he was overreacting about anything. Yeah. My, my scar hurts. Harry, your scar has hurt since you were t- 11 years old or whatever. Like, 
it, it, don't worry about it. No, it was never that. It was always like, Whoa. have you told Dumbledore? Have you told Dumbledore? Could it be this? Could it be that? I'm coming up to make sure you're okay. Mm-hmm. Like risking his freedom to make sure that his godson is okay. Yeah. Which is a good tie into the actual chapter. Yes. <clears throat> um. So this is season six. Let me get my episode one. The squeaky chair, by the way, my good chair. Uh, one is of no the, longer good. One of the bolts that hold the the seat carrier thingy up, like like, came out, and so I'm waiting for the. I have it, it's a Herman Miller chair, so it's like a 12 year warranty. So I'm just waiting for that to get fixed. Okay, so we're gonna we're in season six, episode one. Yes. Chapter one. Yes. The other minister. Yes. So when I was, I just have to say this. I was listening to this this morning. And I thought it was awesome because it starts with the prime minister sitting alone after having like this ridiculously rough week. Just all kinds of things. We find out that, um, what was it? So where was it? Where was it? Where was it? Where was it? I just missed it. So there was a bridge that snapped in half dozens of cars you know fell into whatever body of water the bridge was over um the there was a random what was it hurricane in the middle of one of the counties that it doesn't make any kind of sense whatsoever that there would be this yeah a freak hurricane in the west country that caused so much damage to both people and property his junior one of his junior ministers Herbert Chorley yeah. was acting funny we find out that in a little bit that he was squawking not squawking quacking like a duck yeah, it was, it was quacking. yes and in general the atmosphere is super dreary and dark because uh, of the weather because of the weather like it's unseasonably dreary because because I've heard that you know let's be real the UK Sometimes can be dreary. Listen, the only the <laughs> we're not going to go there, okay? Mm-hmm. So and and there's no reason why the bridge should have snapped. The bridge was less than ten years old. All of the best experts were like, "This doesn't make any sense." And he has one of his political opponents very very poorly hiding glee when he says, "It's the whole pr- it's the prime minister's fault that all this happened, and there were some random deaths." totally the prime minister's fault he should be on top of crime in his area like it's a big deal and yeah there was a a a murder like down the street or something Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so he's like i can't yeah from where he resides like somebody was just killed it was the prime minister's office well downing street Street. yeah it's his office a lot of the time they reside in it near the office like it's a whole Mm -hmm. entire building okay 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 yeah makes sense Um, kind of like the white house if you were to be the president of the united states you would reside and do your work in the white house fair enough i'm going to read the synopsis go for it because we it's going to mention basically everything that you said but it's in the just yeah okay a portrait in the muggle prime minister's office requests that he immediately meet with cornelius fudge actually doesn't make sense oh so it's he's had this happen a few times before and like Al was saying earlier, every time 
it's it brings this feeling of foreboding yeah. in him that's like oh crap especially after the first time so go ahead uh they immediately meet with cornelius fudge the prime minister is not pleased at the prospect as every previous meeting has brought bad news and the week had already been difficult with a number of crises including a locked room murder just a short distance from parliament uh, the prime minister first met fudge shortly after his election several years ago when Fudge informed him about the Wizarding World and the Ministry of Magic, the wizard governing body in the UK. So, the the Prime Minister, in, in this chapter, he's like, this is some crap. Nobody told me. And now there's the other minister I have to deal with? What the heck? <laughs> yeah. Um, there have been other visits over the years, usually to discuss how the magical community was affecting muggles. So, so that's one of those where... Like you said, in this, mm-hmm. you know, what was it? Goblet. So in year three, in year three, he shows up to tell him, hey, we've had an escape from our our prison that's supposed to be super secure and nobody's ever escaped from. Um, the guy's name is Sirius Black. He's a bad dude. He's killed some muggles. Some, you know, yeah. You like might want to run some. Warnings in the news about him. Exactly. And then the following year, oh, yeah, so we're going to have this Quidditch World Cup here. Um, there's going to be extra stuff happening. Oh, and by the way, I have to tell you, we're bringing dragons and a sphinx. It's totally... Into the country. No big yeah, deal. It's totally fine. common. Don't worry about it. Well, but I apparently, just, I have to tell you. Yeah. I'm just like... When we bring in dangerous creatures. Who knew? Dangerous. See you later. <laughs> um. Yeah. And then... And then the following year, oh crap! So remember how Sirius Black escaped two years ago? Let's 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 read it. Okay, Jeez. sorry. Soon Fudge uh, appear uh, appears via the flu network. With each visit, Fudge had looked increasingly haggard and stressed. And the Prime Minister wonders what bad news Fudge, looking worse than ever, has brought this time. It has been a difficult week for Fudge, also, who reports that recent okay, events. Okay, so yeah, so going back, let me just go back before you go there. So then the two years later, he says, oh, yeah, those Azkaban. Remember how Sirius Black? It's the next paragraph. I got it. Don't worry. Don't worry. I got it. No, 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 no. The past week's been uh, Yeah, but I'm not getting there yet. I'm just talking about the previous stuff. So then the next time he sees him, he's like, oh, yeah, remember how two years ago I told you Sirius Black escaped from prison? Well, we've had a, a mass escape from Azkaban. Don't worry. We're going to find him. We got all the auras working on it. Don't you worry about him. Don't you worry about it. And then the next year, it's like, this is where we are now. Yes. Uh, it also reports that recent events, including a bridge collapse and a hurricane in the West Country, involved the wizarding community. The hurricane, in fact, is an invention to cover an attack by giants. And the guy, hold on, hold on. So the other minister was like, wait a second, giants exist? And he's like, yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. It's just one more thing you didn't know about before. Um, And you know who used them last time. Don't worry about it. He's just using them again. It's all good. And you're like, wait a second, what? What do you mean it's all good? According to Fudge, he who must not be named has returned. The past week's crises were perpetrated by him and his Death Eaters, 
and Sirius Black was murdered and later discovered to have been innocent. Also, members of the wizard families have been murdered, of wizard families have been murdered, and Dementors are roaming the countryside, attacking people ever since defecting as Azkaban prison guards. They are breeding, which is causing the bad, bad weather. So, the current minister of magic, not the current minister of magic, the current prime minister is like, wait a second, you told me that these things are deadly and suck the happiness out of you and the area and you're telling me that we're they are no the longer out of my consti- a constituents wait, during re-election year that they're no longer working for you mm-hmm. that they are working of their own volition and actively working against you and they're breeding I'm pretty sure he does mention that, like, there's, he's sucking their happiness out of my Oh, yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah. Like, what? Uh, and after, like, this slew of bad news, he's just like, you know, what what is happening? How how are you still in office? So, and is just like, you can't really think I'm still the minister of magic, right? Yeah, so he talks about how all this happened and... When he says, when he says, it's kind of sad, actually. Yeah. When he says, you know, oh, it turns out, um, you know, who's back and he's got his Death Eaters. He's like, wait a second. Like, Sirius Black. Oh, he says, like, Black. He's like, oh, you mean Sirius Black? No, it turns out he was innocent. He was innocent. Well, you can't blame me. Like, he gets defensive. He's like, you can't blame me. All of the evidence we had was proved, showed that it was him. I mean, we had 50 eyewitness accounts. Oh, well. It doesn't matter. And to me, that sounds like a super defeated person. Like, I get it. Um, He didn't want to have to be having this conversation. But he did. So... He actually says, Prime Minister, I'm very sorry to have to tell you that he's back. He who must not be named is back. And that's when he has the whole conversation. I don't know. Is a man alive if he can't be killed? I don't really understand it. And Dumbledore won't explain properly. And I'm like, yes, he did. He explained. You didn't want to hear it. He explained. Oh, here we go. Uh, The Prime Minister sank weak need into the nearest chair. The idea of invisible creatures swooping through the towns and countryside, spreading despair and hopelessness in his voters, made him feel quite faint. Now, see here, Fudge. You've got to do something. It's your responsibility as Minister of Magic. My dear Prime Minister, you can't honestly think I'm still Minister of Magic after all this. I was sacked three days ago. The whole wizarding community has been screaming for my resignation for a fortnight. I've never known them so united in my whole term of office said Fudge with a brave attempt at a smile. Yeah. Listen, I don't like Fudge. Fudge could have done things so differently. And like Dumbledore said, you can go down as the bravest minister of magic who has been in this in this office, or you can go down as a coward who turned his back on reality, yeah. on, on the facts. And guess what happened? Yeah. And the Mughal Prime Minister, it actually says, the Prime Minister was momentarily lost for words. Despite his indignation at the position into which he had been placed, he still rather felt for the shrunken-looking man sitting opposite him. 
and he says I'm very sorry you know it's like all these things happened but the way he says it it's like oh come on you you had to have known something was happening he he actually says you know it, it was it was the the bridge snapping in half was he who must not be named who said if you don't let me do what I want to do I'm going to wreak havoc I'm going to kill a lot of muggles and Fudge said no we don't bow to terrorists and he who must not be named was like alright I'm not a terrorist I am terror by bridge yeah Um, and then Amelia Right. And then I am not a terrorist. I am terror. And then Amelia Bones was one of the ones who who passed away. Um let's see. He who must not be named may have murdered her in person because she was a very gifted witch and and all the evidence was that she put up a real fight. And then there was another murder. Uh but that murder was in the newspaper, says Prime Minister, our newspapers. It just said that she was a middle-aged woman who lived alone and the police were baffled because her door was locked on the inside. Yep. And he's like, well, of course they're baffled. <coughs> like, that makes sense. We, on the other hand, know exactly who it is. And we can't catch them. And then there was Emmeline Vance that maybe nobody had heard of. And he's like, oh, yes, I did. She's the one who got murdered um, down the street, just around the corner, he says. And the papers had a field day with it. Breakdown of law and order in the Prime Minister's backyard. Yeah. And that's when he mentioned Sirius Black. He's like, no, it wasn't him. It was other people. And then the whole, I'm not minister anymore. Um, And it was, I was sent here tonight to bring you up to date and to introduce you to the new Minister of Magic. His name is Rufus. It depends on how, which I think which audio book you listen to. Yeah. The Scrimger or Scrimjower, I think. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say Scrimjower. Scrimjower? Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. Scrimjower. Because of the way that it's spelled. Yeah. I think Jim Dale calls him Scrimger. I think the movie's called him Scrimger, but I think Stephen Fry calls him Scrimjower. Hold on. Anyway. We're going to find out in a second. Scrimger arrives to the fireplace and informs the Prime Minister that wizards will handle handle his security. The Prime Minister's new secretary, Kingsley Shacklebolt, an Auror, has actually been assigned to protect him. So, before we get there, when Rufus Rufus shows up, we're just not going to say his last name, our our, our good old boy Rufus shows up. Mm The Prime Minister is like, he looks like a lion. Like, yeah. that's what he looks like. And he looks like he's more put together than Fudge ever did. Well, it's a good thing because he looks fierce. He looks like yes. he's, like, made for the position. And he actually, it says in the book, it makes sense that they would pick him after Fudge because it looks like he's going to do something. Yep. And before he shows up, like, Fudge is like, oh, I thought he would have shown up by now he's already. But he's very busy. And then the portrait that announces the Minister of Magic showing up says, yeah, he'll be here in a minute. He's just finishing up a letter to Dumbledore. And Fudge is like, 
That's great. I've been, maybe he'll have better luck. I've been trying to get Dumbledore to help. I write him a letter in the morning and one in the evening, and he still can't get things to work. If he had just convinced the boy to help, maybe I would still be in office. Maybe you should have listened to them, man. You spent an entire year painting Harry as as a, a... Harry and Dumbledore as liars. And crazy. And crazy. And, and like, just attacked them. Like, like And with such... With like, such ferocity that one of your undersecretaries sent Dementors after a teenager. I just need that to sink in. Like, you are so willing to throw them under the bus that your undersecretary thought it would be a good idea to have Dementors go after a child. And force an entire school populace to self-mutilate. Mm-hmm. Dude. Yeah. So... Like, I'm sorry, but he deserves to go down as the worst minister of magic. Yes. Yes, it's sad that, like, you know, he lost his position, but he deserved to. Yeah. So, here, you, like you said, the the Prime Minister's like, okay, so, so did Fudge get you up to date on everything? Yes, I believe so. Cool. We need to talk about... Your your under your deputy minister, um, we need to remove him from the Muggle world. I think it's that he's t- he's been taken he's taken badly to uh, an imperious person. Yes, and they're like, "What? It's addled his brain." What do you mean? So we're just gonna, we took him to St. Mungo's. Um, it's, a it's a magical hospital. We're going to keep him there for a while and hopefully yeah. fix things. Oh, it's because he attacked a healer. Wait, not just one healer, okay? Mm -hmm. They took him to St. Mungo's, and he had already attacked, what was it? I think they said, so far, he's attempted to strangle three of them. Yeah, so this is, uh, this is, uh, we'll just read this, because it's not... Okay, yeah. Well, so then he's like, and then we need to talk about your security. We also need to make sure that we up your security. And he's like, wait a second. I have a new security person, Kingsley Shacklebolt. He's amazing. He does everything in less, than, he, in less than half the time it takes everybody else. And Rufus is like, well, duh. He's, he's, a, he's a wizard. Yeah, he's one like, of ours. He's one of our people. Like, he's like, you can't go putting wizards into these well, positions. I did. And I thought you didn't yeah. have any problems with him. I thought he was outstanding. He's like, I am. Uh, he's like, I thought you were happy with Shacklebolt. <laughs> I am. That's to say, I was. Then there's no problem, is there? Like, dude, the only reason it bothers you is because now you know he's a wizard. But you were super happy when you're like, he's so efficient and so good at his job. I love him. Okay. All right. Calm down. Um. So once he's like, yeah, we took, we removed him from Muggle Society for a while and he's like, um, I, well, he'll be all right, won't he? And and Rufus is like, mm, silent, nothing. Scrimgeour immediately shrugged, already moving back toward the fireplace. Well, that's really all I had to say. I will keep you posted at developments, Prime Minister, or at least I shall probably be too busy to come personally, in which case I shall send Fudge here. He has consented to stay on in an advisory capacity. Oof, you went from being the minister of magic to an advisor? Yeah. 
Yikes. The fudge attempted to smile, but was unsuccessful. He merely looked as though he had a toothache. Scrimgeour Called he who already, must not be named. True, Sorry. Was already rummaging in his pocket for the mysterious powder that turned the fire green. The Prime Minister gazed hopelessly at the pair of them for a moment, then the words he had fought to suppress all evening burst from him at last. But for heaven's sake, you're wizards. You can do magic. Surely you can sort out, well, anything. <laughs> Scrimdrow turned slowly on the spot and exchanged an incredulous look with Fudge, who really did uh, manage a smile this time as he said kindly, The trouble is... The other side can do magic too, Prime Minister. And with that, the two wizards stepped one after the other into the bright green fire and vanished. Yeah. It's not a long chapter. It's not anything that's like super ridiculous because we know of everything that's been mentioned. Like we know literally yeah. everything that Fudge has talked to the Prime Minister about in the past and all the meetings we know about because they happened, they're premises from the previous books. But like I said, it's interesting to see it from a muggle's perspective and especially yeah. when at such a high level well and the fact that none of the other prime ministers ever mentioned anything to him and on the first meeting the prime minister had with the minister of magic when it was fudge fudge said why would your predecessors tell you are you ever going to tell anyone about this true right, and, it, and it, it, if he did tell you would you have believed him yeah and then he's like yeah okay so after that first meeting, he actually spent weeks trying to get the portrait removed and nobody could make it disappear. Yep. And he's like, every once in a while, I, uh, he would notice out of the corner of his eye a yawn, a yawn yeah. or a cough or the, the person in the painting just up and leaving. And he's like, I'm going to pretend like it didn't happen until it <laughs> happens again. Yep. So, yeah, how crazy is it that you get elected into what is essentially the highest position in your country only to find out, nope, there's another person like you that deals with a whole other subsect of society that you had no idea even existed? Yep. That is fantastic and both terrifying. Yes. Very much so. And that's that's kind of where we are right now. Yes. The the wizarding world that tries so hard to blend in or not be noticed or doesn't even really try that hard sometimes. They're just not noticed. Um mm. like remember in the first book when we find out that he who must not be named is gone and has been vanquished well, the and there's people like walking around in robes and Vernon convinces himself that it's university kids. Even though one's an old man, yeah. Yeah. So, see, like, that's proof in and of itself that muggles will try to explain away anything that doesn't make sense because it couldn't, it couldn't possibly be magic. No, of course not. Yeah. To then have, you know, the highest sitting official in your country have to deal with this and find out that this subsect of society that was cool living in the shadows didn't really mess with you much now all of a sudden has completely affected your way of life to the point where your junior minister probably someone you see on a daily basis had a curse applied to him that negatively affected him and went from quacking like a duck to trying to strangle people. And, you know, that murder around the corner from you. 
Like, that's that's kind of insane. A little bit. But we live in insane times. Or they did at least. Jeez. I mean, our times aren't... Much better. I'm... Yeah. I was gonna say, no, they're better! No, no. They're they're a different kind of weird. We pretend. <laughs> yeah. Not even really pretend. We know. Oh, did you see that the official status for the housing market is, like, doomed or whatever? Yeah. So there's, a, there's an actual like, legitimate term. It's not doomed, by the way. That's not... No, I know. Yeah, so yeah. this is... this It's it's on the verge of collapsing. No, I think... I think, like, literally, I watched a video where it was, like, today, uh, it's been marked as officially, like, collapsed. I think it was, like, in the past 30 days, it's been something about, like, 30% loss across the board and so, if, that were, if it were any other industry that industry would no longer exist so we can talk about that in the next episode that yeah. we're about to record oh, uh, yeah let's, let's record another one real quick we'll see we'll see, we'll see. so yeah um, we, we have a whole other set of issues right now oh and we should mention we're uh, I know that we finished the chapter and we should like already yeah. and gone out of your ear. But we're also we're going to Atlantic City tomorrow, right? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. It depends on what mom wants to do. I would prefer the original plan of spending like a weekend in Atlantic City. So how about you me and Gustavo take mom tomorrow? Oh, that's my my fiance's name. I don't think I've ever said you it on here. Yeah. So how about we take her tomorrow and then you and her go another day when it's just you and her? Oh, Mother Hecker, I want to go with you too. Well, you can go with me too. We, went, we, went we can to. go in like November together, like around the time of that thing. True, true. But that way is just a bonding experience with each of her little rats. Yeah, we're her rats. We we're her her babies. Yeah. She okay. needs some individual babies time. We're done. Okay. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. What is that? I don't know. The sound effect.